Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better how to create better family, how to create better health, how to create better business, and how to create better self. So recently, I joined a book club. Yes, a book club, because that is a great way to get yourself to read books. And it's all about learning new things and improving the way we do things. And there's this book that we just started and finished, and it was a book that actually made me want to live it out loud. So when I would open it and I read it, I actually had to put it down quickly so I could act on it right away. And I remember doing that as I read how, you know, you need to appreciate people and take the time to thank them. Like, in fact, take action on it right now. And so I did. I put the book, the book down and I text. I texted three different people to appreciate them and, and let them know I was just thinking about them and how much I appreciated a specific thing that they are and, and what they do. And it's not necessarily something they did for me, but just appreciating who they are. And, and this book is called Start With Your People. And it impacted me so much, I had to reach out to the author and invite him on this podcast. And and I have to read, his bio is incredible, because my guest today, he believes that you are here for a purpose. He believes that it's about serving those around you and to start with your people. He's a best-selling author, podcaster, conference speaker, business coach. He is passionate about helping high potential leaders and teams thrive in a world of way overwhelming options. And um, he, he knows what he's talking about. He, he has his doctorate degree from the University of San Diego. He is a man who lives his truth. He is a father of three incredible children, a husband, and I cannot wait to share Brian Dixon with you. I would love for you to learn more about him. He has great um, free materials that are downloadable, all about his coaching and resources, and you can find all of that on briandixon.com. And of course, all of this is in my show notes, but let's not waste any more time because I want to share our guest with you. I am just so excited. Welcome, Brian Dixon. Elaine, Elaine, thanks for having me. I know we're just shaking everything. It's so exciting. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my goodness. I am honored. I was just telling Brian, I'm fan gushing over here because I am a huge fan. If you have not read his book, actually, I have it right here because it is so awesome. Not only did I read it, I also listened to it, it. twice. <laughs> I know. Right? Hello. Thank you. No, you are awesome. And there's so much. I, and I know that I appreciate you not just as a, a, a speaker, an entrepreneur, a successful everything, but you are a husband and a father. Tell us about your family. Oh, thank you for asking. Yes, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I've been married for almost 18 years, which is really exciting, just in a, a week and a half from now. 
and uh, to, I guess she's my college sweetheart. I think that's how it works. I was in my master's program and, and, and we met in a math for teachers class. So what? it was our, yeah, it was our first <laughs> class. Well, I, yes. I just think it's a God thing. So, you know, whatever your beliefs happen to be, I just think this was a God thing of how I had to sort of get humbled into being ready to meet Julie. Wow. You know, I wanted to be a rock star. I was in a band in college. I was in a big car accident that completely changed my life. And I just sort of got to the end of that trying to be a rock star thing where the band broke up with me. Like we all quit except for me. And there I was left with, you know, a lot of songs and a motorhome, but no direction and no band. <laughs> and through a, a long process of having to humble myself and, and sort of like discover like what was I really created to do, um, I just felt led to being a teacher. And so I remember my wow. first day of class at this really conservative like Bible college, I was in a math for teachers class. And I was like, I do not want to be here. This place is the worst. And, <laughs> uh, and our professor was hilarious. And I was like, this might, this place might actually be okay. At least I have one good teacher. And it was my first class, first day. And, uh, and then she had us do this, you know, a, a partner exercise. So she, it was like, you had to take toothpicks and, 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 and put them together in a certain way. And she said, so, so partner up and, you know, take 10 minutes to partner up and, and do this exercise. And so I didn't know anybody, you know, so I tapped the, the lady, the girl in front of me on the shoulder, she turned around and I, and I said, will you be my partner? And that's Julie. That was the first time we met. And, wow. you know, we got on the floor working on this like little math activity. And I'm just like, she's hilarious. Like this girl's awesome. And I really knew, I mean, I can literally say that that night I got like sick to my stomach. I'm like, I think I just met my wife. Like oh my what? Goodness. I was 22 years old. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> You know, 20, wow. yeah, 22, 21 years old, 18 years later, you know, we have, um, three kids, four, seven, and 10. We live here in Charlotte, North Carolina. That is awesome. So the lesson here is be careful who you yep. ask to be your partner in math class. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. That is incredible. I, I am, that is a beautiful story. And have you told your children this story? Have they asked I think they've heard it, but they're they're still kind of young, so they, they don't know how all that stuff works yet. Yeah, they're going to be scared to ask for a partner in math now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that's so wonderful. That is wonderful, and I do believe that that is a God thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. when you met your wife, um, mm -hmm. okay, I have to ask, how long did you date for before you got married? We dated for, okay, so I have, I have personal philosophy on this is I, I think it's important before you marry somebody to see them in all seasons. Um, and so I, I recommend at least dating for a year. I know I have friends that have been married a long time and they only, you know, they met and got married months later, but, but I think it's a good practice to get to know somebody in all seasons, you know, because we all approach different seasons in different ways. And, and there's things that come out of the, our personalities in the summer compared to the winter. And like, there's all kinds of, um, we can go into depth on all that stuff, but that's sort of like my philosophy. So we, we dated for, um, a year and a half, got, uh, engaged October 7th and then we got married June uh, 29th. So yeah, it was about two and a half years total before we got married. So we've known each other over 20 years now. That is a beautiful, beautiful story. And I love that you say, you know, know someone beforehand, like go through all the seasons. And, right. and right. I don't know if you mean metaphorically go through all the seasons or literally mm. <laughs> go through all the seasons, but well, well said, because that is so true. And I, I think sometimes even in business, you, you have to get to know 
uh, company way in advance before committing. And not every opportunity is your opportunity. And it's, it is okay to say no there too. My husband and I, we, we took a, a marriage prep class before, um, before our marriage. And actually before we were in literally engaged. And I remember there was, 23 couples or something in there and the pastor asked on that first day hey how many of you are engaged and everybody put their hands up and and then he said okay well how many of you are not officially engaged yet and my my husband and I were one of three couples who kind of shyly put up our hands and I remember the pastor said you know what? Good on on you three couples, because mm. you know what? it is easier to break up than to call off a marriage, uh, call off a wedding, and right. and it, it was it was great because you learn so much that you normally wouldn't about that yep. person if you didn't go through learning those seasons, as you call it, like seeing what they're what they're like going through those seasons. And now, right. it, now in your book, you talk about. Okay, I love your book, and your Thank book you. is start with, your people. start with Your People. And when did you write this book? Uh, it came out in 2019, so the manuscript was due 2018. So I wrote it, yeah, over the course of 2017, 2018. Okay, if, you, if you're listening and you have not read this book, please like pull over if you're driving and <laughs> jot it down. Start with Your People by Brian Dixon. Now, and I also love audiobooks, so if you're driving and you can find it on your, on whichever you're using, Scribe, Audible, mm-hmm. um, find the book. It is a great listen. I listened to it twice, by the way. Um, I loved reading it. I got to I got to actually, you know, record the audio, as you know, because it was my voice. But it was yes. two days, two days in Nashville, and I I stood up because I I have like I'm standing up right now. I have a standing desk, and so I stood up, and like that audio engineer said he never had an author read an audiobook standing up, and it wow. was a two exhausting days. Um, because you want to get the personality through and you want to tell the You extra- did. You did. It was, it was a amazing. Lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was a very rewarding experience, the whole the whole thing, but especially reading the audiobook was a lot of fun. Well, I think that's why I enjoyed it because I knew it was your voice. Right. And, and that that is crazy. Hmm. Um, so it was, it was like having you in our car, having you on my walk, having you <laughs> while I was washing the dishes. It was great. But I, I was saying to Brian earlier that your book, Brian was one that I had to act on right away. I would read it and I would actually flip it over just so I could do and take action on what you were saying. And I I love that you said that the greatest legacy that we could leave is the investment we put in people. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. Wow. And, and, and I love that you say it sounds simple, but it's not easy. And for, the person who's listening right now, he or she is wondering, you know what? I, I don't have time to just mm-hmm. like, I'm really busy. I have kids. I have my work. I have multiple businesses uh-huh. and I, I, I don't want to people please. I don't want to do things out of guilt. So can you clarify what do you, what do you mean by invest in people? Because mm-hmm. often the woman, me, the mom, mm-hmm. yep. we could easily do things out of people pleasing and guilt and, and that is right. not fun, but that's not what you're talking about. What are you talking no. about? Well, th- uh, so one of my, one of my mentors, what, what he'd say is like, 
there's a there's a classic book um called never eat alone um by keith Ferrazzi, i think and and the same kind of idea like always bring someone with you so so literally elaine when i go to the mail like to go get the mail we have we're in a neighborhood so we have one of those boxes you have to go to the box you know it's not not at, at your driveway but you have to like we have to cross the street and it's about a half a block away it's not that far and uh, I used to do it by myself. You know, I work from home and I'm like, that's a nice way to sort of like get out of the house, you know, at the end of the day, go check the mail, you know, just clear my head, go check the mail. And my four-year-old loves keys. You know, that's just like where he's at in life. He just loves keys. He loves the idea of opening uh, the, the mailbox. And especially because I, you know, I'm an author, so I get books and I order things a lot. And, and so if there's a box waiting, so you get an extra key to open like the, the parcel or the, you know, the package uh, extra door. And so, so exciting. Right? So my <laughs> and at first I was like, like, this is my time. Like, what are you doing, man? Like this, this is my little break at the end of the day for me to kind of clear my head and take a short little five minute walk. Um, but I realized, wait, I, this is a fun teaching, teaching opportunity. So let me bring them with me. I let them hold the keys. I let them, you know, turn the, the, uh, the key in, in the mailbox. And now every single day as I wrap up my work for the day and I go downstairs, the, the two of them, my four and seven-year-old, are waiting for me. And they have a little system. They take turns with who's going to open the mailbox. It, now, here's the thing. It, that doesn't take any extra time at all, but I have an opportunity every single day. So every single day when I go and check the mail, I'm teaching them, like, where does mail come from and how much does mail cost and did I order something? And when we get an advertisement, like how do they know to send it to me instead of send it to somebody else? So they are learning, literally they're learning business principles, they're learning life principles and they're four and seven because I'm taking them along with me. So that's what that means. <laughs> Investing in people just means bring them along with you. You know, when I, when I sign up for a conference, can I bring a team member with me? Or if I get the recordings, can I send a couple of the recordings to a team member to go through so that I'm investing in them as I'm investing in my own learning? So I think it's more of a mindset of just looking for opportunities to bring somebody with you. And as you're doing something, just explain what you're doing and sort of like, come look over my shoulder. Let me explain like why I'm doing this. I wish I had that growing up, you know, and, mm. and I'm trying to invest in my kids and in my team and in others around me, just try to be a connector. I really appreciate that. It's almost like you're having little apprentices throughout your life and, and, and not just our kids, right? When you're saying yep. bring your team member, bring, yep. bring someone who could value from lessons that you are learning and have learned. Mm-hmm. And it is about people taking people up with you on that ladder. And I think that's such a, a, a blessing that, that you just put it so nicely. I like that your apprentices in your life that, and, and, and doing it in such a humble way. So thank you, Brian. You're now in, in your book, you also talk about uh, having a vivid vision. Yes. And you touch on five, yes. five words that start with F and, Love and, it. And so that's your faith, family, friendship, finance, and future. And nobody usually likes F words, but these are are great. Finance one is a little tricky. There's like, I could feel the tension in some of the people as they're listening going, oh, finance. But let's let's talk about each of those for a little bit. Would that be okay? I love it. Okay. Yes, it's okay. Yes, what is vivid vision? Vision. It's a, it's a phrase that I stole from my friend Cameron Harold, who wrote a great book 
um, which I think the book is called Vivid Vision, uh, but but I, I got it when he wrote about it in, a, in his first book, one of his first books called uh, Double Double. And, and the idea there is if you want to double the profits and double the revenue, which are two different things, of your company, you need to really know where you're going, right? Begin with the end in mind. It's like a Steve Covey principle, you know, it's the old... Um, uh, what Alice in Wonderland quote, like, uh, where are you going? And I don't know. Well, if you don't know where you're going, any road can get you there. I think the Cheshire cat said that. So it's like a proven principle that if you don't know where you want to go, you'll never get there, but you're going to end up somewhere. Right. And so I talk in the book, I talk about the life calculator and what I did. So I took a Google spreadsheet. This was really nerdy, but I think I was turning 40 at the time or just a year before turning 40. And I, and I wrote out my age and then my kids' ages and then my wife's age and then our income from the last year and my weight and like a couple things I was measuring. At the time, I was trying to, uh, a certain amount of miles I was running. So how many miles had I uh, run in the previous year? And then I said, if, if everything just moves up by like 5% next year, what does that look like? Well, you know, obviously our ages move up by one year, but like, okay, what about the income? And what about my fitness goals? And what about my network? And like things that you can kind of measure. Mm -hmm. And then I took that second column and I just dragged it out about 40 columns. And I went, <laughs> whoa, that's where I'll be when I'm 80. When I'm 80, my son will be this age. Or when I'm 50, this is where my kids will be. And it cool. just gave me a sense <laughs> of the future is gonna happen whether you plan it or not. Uh -huh. So you might as well plan it, right? And what's the old phrase? Um, you shoot for the stars, you hit the moon, like that's okay, right? So yes. what about if I had a really big vision and work every day to implement that vision, even if I don't hit that big vision, I'm still going to get pretty far compared to not having any vision at all. And then I think Darren Hardy talks about it in the compound effect. The compound effect works both ways. Either, either, you know, I'm doing my ab workout every day and I'm getting trim or fitter, or I'm adding that extra donut or whatever every day and I'm, and I'm going the other direction. So it just compounds. So the five Fs, the whole big idea there is like get clear on your goal for the future, specific date, smart goals, right? Specific date. And then just work a little bit every day. You can only, you're only given today, right? You don't have tomorrow. You can't do anything about yesterday, but you have today. And if you go to work implementing your vision every single day, a year from now, two years from now, you'll be shocked at how far you uh, you went. That's incredible. And and me being all about visual schedules, because I created a product called Easy Daisies, and it's a daily Love visual it. schedule for kids. Yes. So, Brian Dixon, what is your secret formula when mm -hmm. you are talking, breaking this goal down, because you've got to have that vision to yeah. get there. And that big vision, and I, I love what you said about the stars and landing on the moon, because when I, I was a school teacher, and I would say that all the time to my kids, you know, always so reach for the stars, and if you fall, you'll still land higher than where you started, right? Okay. And yeah. so you take your goal, you break it down. Do, do you write down tomorrow's goals the night, the night before, like steps of what you want to do that morning to achieve? Right. to achieve that bigger goal. What do you do? Uh, yeah, I start with a year from now. That's where I start. So um, the, way, the way that I think about it is uh, what, like, what, do I want, what do I want life to look like a year from now in those, in those five core areas? And I get really clear on that. Um, and then when I, when I look at my calendar, I look at like, what can I do today that the, that the me a year from now 
the me a year from now will say like, way to go, Brian, like good job doing that. Cause that was hard. But the thing is we forget, like, let's say we have, you know, I, I do a really big run on Sundays. And so every Monday morning I wake up going, why am I sore today? Like, I don't remember. I'm like, why am I sore today? Oh, cause I did a huge run yesterday. So the thing is like, Success in the moment is just about sucking it up, putting your running shoes on or whatever the analogy is, just doing the work. But once you do the work, you kind of forget the cost of that work the next day. So really all you have to do, it's like getting on a roller coaster. You know, we took our kids to an, an amusement thing a few, a few months ago and it was their first time they were on roller coasters. Wow. And my son, my 10-year-old son, after, after we went on, well, we went to Disney, so we went on Space Mountain. And after, after Space Mountain, he goes, you know, dad, that was a lot of fun. The hardest part was standing in line and getting on the roller coaster. I was like, that's right, buddy. That's just like our goals. The hardest part is starting because once we've started, then kind of autopilot takes over. We were in the middle of doing something anyway. So it's really about having the clarity of what do I need to do just to get started. So, um, so just, okay, a couple things. Let's just finish this, the answer. So number one, where do you want to be a year from now? Number two, what can I do today to move towards that? And then the way that I measure it is in, is in 90 day rocks. So we follow a system called um, the entrepreneur operating system. It's, it's uh, by Juno Wickman in a book called Traction. Another really good book uh, by Brian Moran called 12 week year. They basically say the same thing. Don't have annual goals because you wait till November to achieve them. Instead have 90 day goals with, with weekly pebbles. And if you know, okay, I have to do this this week, then two weeks go by and you haven't done it yet, you, you fix it. You have to fix it as opposed to vague goals and you forget about them for 10 months. So kind of those three big principles, where do you want to be a year from now? What can I do today to move towards there? And how can I measure it over the course of 90 days? Those three, I follow every single day and they, they make a big difference. I appreciate that so much. And, and I know that you who are listening right now, like just capture that and say, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this right now because, you know, I'm working towards this goal that I would really like to achieve. And what will it look like in 90 days from now? And Mm -hmm. so, and then work backwards and say, okay, if I want to, for example, if I have a product based uh, business and I want to be in this retailer ABC, then I'm going to have to make sure I go to this trade show or i find the name of the buyer for my category. And then you take those steps and, and it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. Mm -hmm. And you talk about fiercely focus on execution Mm. and how does one fiercely focus on execution when we live in such a distracting world of craziness where everybody expects everything instantaneously because of our awesome wonderful technology which i am so grateful for right and and not the and like the, there's so many distractions because running a business means often you wear many hats so right. how do you fiercely focus on execution that's a true good question okay for those that are that are listening you you can't see elaine right now but behind elaine is a whole bookshelf and, and there, there's, there's awards and there's plaques and there's pictures and there's books and there's all sorts of things. And I even re- recognize a few of the books, like I can even see them from, from right now. And, and that is like life. 
life is like looking at somebody else's bookshelf because the things I see are completely different than the things other people see. Like I see you have a copy of the four hour work week and I'm like, I love that book. I know that book. I've read that book, you know? So I recognize it or I might. So, so what we do, this is kind of some basic NLP neuro linguistic programming. Essentially the idea is our brain is a focus filter and uh, as we look at something, let's say we're driving down the highway. As we're, as we're driving our car down the highway, there's only two or three things we're really paying attention to. But there's all these other things happening all around us, right? There's the, the smell and the sight and the sounds and, and the billboards and, and what's happening outside, what's happening inside, who's saying what, how do I feel, how does my body feel right now? Like there's all this sensory input. And the reality is there's too much to process. There's too much. Just like looking at your bookshelf, literally I could pick any book on there and even in every book there's hundreds of pages. There's too much to focus on. So we filter our entire experience. And so even when you say, you know, we live in this distracted world, do we? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm deciding to make the world the way I want it to be. I'm deciding, I, you know, I've had several, several clients have told me this because I do one-on-one coaching, you know, over the last couple of weeks, because we're sort of in that, you know, depends on when you're listening, but we're in the season of Corona, COVID-19. Yes. Uh, we're, we're coming out of a couple really hard weeks as a nation of, of talking about Black Lives Matter and racial uh, diversity and inclusion and, and that really important, really important conversations. But we're kind of in the, just a couple of weeks out from that. And so it's been a weird couple of, of weeks and, and for many hard couple of weeks and so, you know, I show up on these one-on-one coaching calls on Zoom and the first, I'm like, how are you doing? What's going on? Wow. It's been really hard. You know, it's been really hard. And I say, well, um, like, tell me about the math. Like, how did you add up these different sensory inputs to now come up with the equation that the, the answer, the sum is it's been hard. Because the answer is we all do that, right? We just add up our experience and we say, oh, it's been really hard. Or we add it up and say, wow, what an, what an incredible time or what a great experience. And, and it, it just, it's true every single day. You know, if somebody asks you, how is your day? You look at all the sensory input over the course of the whole day and you draw a conclusion. And I want to challenge the conclusion that we're drawing because I believe that you can just, that's the focus filter. We can decide like, I really enjoy hard things. I get my kids to say this. I enjoy doing things that challenge me. And they're like, dad, I don't want to say it. Say it. I enjoy doing things that challenge me. So the question there, Elaine, is like, what are the two or three things that you're really going to care about that you're going to look at on a regular basis and then use those as your filter to, you know, create the life that you want. And for me, that's a life of impact and income. So I want to make a big impact on a lot of people. I have really specific goals there, but I also know that money is the fuel to help that impact be sustainable. So that's kind of how I look at it. And so when there's a lot going on in the news, like today there was a big story that broke and I'm like, you know what, that, I don't need to use that. I don't need to use that as part of the addition to what my day looks like. Even if it's happening, it doesn't mean I need to pay attention to it. Just like your bookshelf. There's a lot there, but I don't have to pay attention to everything. I can only pay attention to a couple things. You have excellent vision, by the way. <laughs> You're, when you talk about, and I love that you make your kids do that chant. <laughs> yes. enjoying There's several days. we have in our home. <laughs> 
But that's awesome because, you know, I've often said, you know, that our voice becomes our, the words that we say becomes our children's inside voice, right? But you're, you're making it their own voice, which is powerful, very, very powerful because they will remember. And yep. when they are going through that, they will remember, they will say it out loud and it will make a difference because those words becomes their vision. And, and that's beautiful. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. That's yes. awesome. So when you are coaching your clients and, mm-hmm. and do you always start with, start with your people? Do you say, Hey, let's start with our people. Mm. Or is that not your first go-to? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think a good coach. So I'm a clarity coach. I, I help my clients who are, who are mostly entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors. I help them really with three things, which is their audience, their message, and their products. And generally that means it's about growth. It's about clarity and it's about growth. So, so generally I'll start with, you know, because I have ongoing, you know, I, there's a couple different packages available. And so often it's like, I already kind of know what they've been working on and I'm just checking in to see, okay, now that you've been kind of doing it on your own or with your team for the last two weeks, because it's generally about two, two weeks between our coaching calls, you know, what's going on, where are you at? What's, what's on your mind. And, and I found that, um, you know, David Allen in getting things done, he talks about having a mind like water a mind that just, it responds in the moment, just like water. You know, if I took, if I took a water bottle and poured it out, the water's going to do what it's supposed to do. You know, if it's gravity involved, if it's a slant on the table, it's going to run downhill. Like it's going to do what it's going to do because it's water. You, you know, if you, if you um, drop the temperature, it will freeze. If you increase the temperature, it will boil. In the same way, the way that, the way that we approach our work, if we set up our work environment, um, we, can, we can expect the outcomes based on, based on the actions that we take. And so that's kind of where I check in. I'm just like, kind of tell me where you're at. Because whatever is top of mind for them is the most real thing right now. So it doesn't even matter what we talked about two weeks ago. Like my, some of my clients, when I'm first starting with them, they'll, they'll send me like a list of all their notes. And I'll say, well, you can send that to me, but I'm still going to ask you, okay, on Thursday at 1.35, where are you at right now? Because maybe something happened 30 minutes ago that just derailed your whole day. And, and we need to deal with what's happening in the moment because that will, that will help us figure out how to, how to move forward. Um, so that's kind of how I start the coaching calls. Just like what's on your mind, what's going on. And often the coaching will, will go a different direction, but it will, it will be exactly like I'm saying mind like water. It will be exactly what needed to happen in the moment in order to help my client move forward towards the goals that they want to achieve. And I appreciate that so much. And I, I, when you're talking to me right now, I, I think of your acronym that you have. Mm-hmm. Just halt, yeah. H A L T. Can you can Ugh. you expand on halt? That's yeah. such a great word, but what it stands for, um, I, I think you you need to explain that and yeah. why and why. <laughs> I, I learned this from from one of my pastors. who's also kind of like a. I don't know. I guess he's one of like a counselor to me, you know, he's, he's a go-to mentor of mine. I learned it from him and he said, you know, it sounds like you're in halt right now. I'm like, halt. What are you, what are you talking about? I've never heard that word before. So H A L T hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So those are the three. And I think there's an S and I can't remember what it is. I think it's like a bonus, but the, the, the one that I know is halt. Generally for me, I'm a grump when I'm hungry. 
and and the way I see the world through when I'm when I'm hungry, you know, because we, we generally we eat about five fifteen, five thirty. If it's six six fifteen, Julie could ask me about something, and there it's going to have a color to it, right? There's going to be a, a a little bit of extra negativity to whatever I say because I'm thinking about. Where, where is the food? Do I need to get it? Are you making it? Is it my job? Is it your job? Like who is going, like where will we get this food from? And as soon as I have the hope of food, we found this out in dating. As soon as I know like, okay, we're going to be eating soon. Like I'm a person, you know? And just knowing that about myself, that just means I have to build systems in my life so that I'm not perpetually hungry, you know? Unless that's part of my fitness goals for the, for the month. Um, so hungry angry? Am I mad about something? Am I upset about something? You know, I, I was, I was doing a consulting project um, the last couple of days and, and my client got a, a pretty negative email from their client and I was coaching my client on how to deal with it. But it kind of ticked me off because the person, two people removed from me was being really unreasonable. And, and no matter what I helped my client do, it just wasn't working. And it was just because this person was, you know, not, I don't think authentically approaching the situation was being a little disingenuous. Um, and I was kind of mad about it. You know, I was kind of angry about it. So <laughs> last night as my day wrapped up, it's like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of mad about this thing. Cause I couldn't do anything about it, you know? And so she, she knows by me being able to, uh, to, uh, to verbalize, I'm kind of angry about this thing. That kind of can set the tone, not a t- tone of anger for the rest of the night, but a tone of, hey, Brian's got this thing he's thinking about. And so if he's a little short or it is a little snippy, it's because he's kind of angry about this thing. Now, I'm, I'm not excusing my words or my behavior, right? Because there's life and death on the power of the tongue. So I still need to be aware of what I say. But just by identifying feeling a little hungry right now or feeling a little angry right now or, or, or lonely, you know, this isn't a big one for me, but, but for, especially during this quarantine time, mm-hmm. missing friends, you know, it's like I'm kind of feeling a little lonely. That's why I'm, I'm overanalyzing my life right now and rethinking my enti- entire business structure. Cause I'm just, I'm missing people, you know, or the, or the fourth one is tired. I'm just feeling a little tired. I know, I know for me, as soon as we get into a financial conversation, if it's after nine o'clock, I want to politely land the plane, right? End the conversation, say, honey, let's talk about this in the morning. Even if it's good, even if it's good. Because my analytical, I could just get too introspective and melancholy and negative about it because I'm feeling tired because I wake up super early and I go to bed pretty early. So so those that though, that concept alone halts just like before I say something, am I a little hungry? No. Am I feeling angry? Am I lonely or am I tired? Can save you from a snowball of emotions that will derail any conversation and usually crush somebody that's really important to you. I I love that. So with halt, with that word, would you say then, okay, you use it to identify Mm -hmm. how you're feeling and then would you just stop there and say, you know what, let me get back to you or do you quickly (laughs) figure out which one of those you are and let that person know or do you just excuse yourself? Like, what would you do? I think it, I think it depends on the relationship. Um, I remember I was, I was at, I was speaking at a conference and then we had this like reception thing and I knew by going there, I was going to have, I, I, cause I coach. So I was, I was going to be in a bunch of situations in which I was, people were going to ask advice about their website and about their, their reader and their marketing. And, and that's great. I love doing that. 
but I had been traveling and it was on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. And so like all that being said, I knew I was tired. Like I just felt that I was tired. And my first couple conversations um, were kind of defeating, like defeating other people, you know, where they were so hopeful. And then I was like, I don't think that's a really good idea. And I was being a little negative and I felt myself saying these negative things. And I realized, wait a second, the best thing I can do is leave. And so I remember, you know, there we were in San Diego, right across, right across from the convention center, this really fancy restaurant. And a lot of people I wanted to talk to, you know, other speakers at this conference. And I, I found myself going, okay, 30 minutes. Can I, can I leave in five minutes. Yes, I can. Like, just make sure I talk to the right people. And then I, I needed to excuse myself because otherwise, like, who knows, right? It's sort of like the gremlins were coming out, you know, like I need, I needed to be able to um, get refreshed and, and, and be able to approach the situation a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more alert, a little bit more awake. So I think it's just basic human needs. You know, yes. if we're feeling hungry or we're feeling tired, it's not a great time to talk about your relationship or talk about your mother-in-law or talk about your <laughs> summer plans. It's not a great time to talk about the budget. You know, it's just like, listen, my tank's a little low. I need to go fill it up. Can we halt, right? Can we just press pause? That's the idea of the word halt. I haven't really said yeah, that. But then stop, right? Can we just stop and not, can we just stop? But like, hey, honey, can we just take a break? Because I'm feeling super hungry. I'm going to hop in the car. I'm going to go get some food and I'll come back in 20 minutes. Is that cool? <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Okay, great. And then it's a completely different conversation because now I have some food in me. <laughs> I love my food too. <laughs> right? Yes. And I, I think that it takes training to, mm. to learn how to identify that you need to halt in the first place. And, and that is incredible. And what a, a great lesson that we are all hearing right now is, is learning when we need to halt and, yes. and pause. And, and I think that's also when you're writing a, an email and it's not yes. just in a face-to-face -face conversation. You know, you're writing something and it might not be pleasant because you're upset, right. you're tired, you're hungry, you're angry, all these things. And you're dealing with either a family person or a client that you are emailing. Mm -hmm. is, is take a pause, walk away. Just walk away and then and then revisit it when you have dealt with your halt issues. I love that very much. Okay. I want to touch yeah. on one more thing, and that is is the value of a person. And I, I know that you talk about the value ladder, which I love, and you you need to read Brian's book so you can learn about his value ladder. Because mm. often women entrepreneurs, women in business, yep. we think, oh no, no, I should be we don't charge enough. We don't work, enough. we give things away for free. Yeah. We, we don't think we're good enough. There's, there's so many things and I, I'm being general here. I'm not no, saying I, every, I, I every woman. It. Yeah, yeah, I can prove it for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying every female entrepreneur is like that. Mm -mm. But one thing that you have said, which I yeah. so love and has resonated with me is, in fact, I had to write it down because it was so great. In fact, I wrote it down a couple of times. <laughs> And <laughs> when you read Brian's book or listen to his book, you, you can't not take notes. You want to write up around the margins of his book. And it is lots of invaluable must knows in there. But one thing you have said that I've heard you say before is, of course, I'm looking at my messy notes here, mm. is what is easy for you is magic to someone else. That's right. 
I'm going to say that again so that <laughs> the person who's listening will, will have this speak to them. Mm-hmm. What is simple to you? What is, right. what is so easy for you is yep. magic to someone else. Absolutely. So how Look does one take that and, and know their value and worth and say, you know what? I shouldn't be giving that away for free. Right. And people need to stop asking for a discount. Mm-hmm. Why? Why Brian Dixon? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, think about the costs that you've already paid. You, you spent years becoming a great mom or years becoming an amazing teacher. You've spent who knows how much money, just tuition, room and board, you know, all of that sweat equity of the, all the, the tests and the, and the projects and the pressure and the nerves. You've invested all of this experience, education, your, your background completely into becoming who you are. It cost you, it cost me 41 years to become who I am today. 41 years. And then somebody comes along and says, you know, I'm really having trouble figuring out how to, how to price my, my, uh, my online course. And I say, well, you know, I've got this five-step process of how to price your online course. Would you like me to teach it to you? Because that's hard-fought wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. I've been a full-time online entrepreneur helping other entrepreneurs for seven years now. So it took me seven years to figure out this pretty simple five-step process. <laughs> that five-step process is valuable. And I, I think I talk about it in the book. It's the old, old story. And I don't know if this actually happened or not, but I've seen it in multiple sources. You know, Pablo Picasso, right? Famous artist. He's sitting there in a cafe. And uh, somebody comes up to him and says, whoa, you're, you're Pablo Picasso. And he says, yeah, yes, I am. Says, oh, 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 here. He took out, took out a pen and said, would, would you like draw me something real quick? You know? So Pablo just, you know, a little sketch, but signs it, you know, hands it to him on a napkin. And he says, uh, that will be a million dollars, please. Right? And the guy was like, a million dollars? It took you one, it took you like five seconds to create it. Say, no, sir, it took me a lifetime. And it took you a lifetime to become an incredible homeschooling mom or an incredible you know, uh, fitness coach. It took you a lifetime to figure out how to deal with those mother-in-law issues so you could help other women get clarity with their mother-in-law. It took you a lifetime to work through the communication challenges that you've had in your marriage so you could help other women with their communication challenges. And so when you discount your services, it actually doesn't serve anyone. When people pay, they pay attention. When it's free, they don't implement. And this is true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call, call out a friend publicly here. Uh, a friend of mine has her, her message is exploding right now. And she has an online course that costs $35. And she got on a free call with me because she's a friend. I said, hey, congratulations. Because I've coached her in the past for pay. And I said, hey, congratulations. Like I see this thing going so well. I just want to Put some, put some gas in the tank. Like, if there's anything I can do, can I hop on a call with you? Just give you a little bit of counsel. She said, sure. So I hop on a call with her at the end of last week. And I said, okay, um, would you like to make more money? She said, absolutely, I'd like to make more money. I said, great. Here are the three things that I would do. And I gave very specific instructions of the three things that I would do if I were her to, to take her, um, her in, income in, in impact or impact in income to the next level. Very specific. I gave her a script for an email. I gave her suggestions on this, how to update her sales page and how to reprice it. 
Um, and based on data, right? Based on my experience, based on best practices in the industry, I checked back yesterday and she had done zero of those three things. Now she had good results, but I know Elaine, they weren't even close to what they would have been had she followed my advice. And I don't say that out of arrogance. I said that out of experience. Yes. The reason she didn't follow my advice is because she didn't pay for it. A hundred percent. If, if, if I said, Hey, I'd like to hop on a call with you. If you're interested, she's, if she said yes. And I said, you know, I normally charge $337 for a call, but you know, I'll, I'll do it for 197 because you're a friend. And I really want to help you. And if she said, okay, and if she paid that money, I am 100% convinced based on data that she would have taken notes. She would have taken the recording, shared it with her team and implemented what we talked about. Wow. And so in the same way, it's true. You are not serving people by doing it for free, by giving wow. away all your best stuff, you're not serving them, by charging, they, you're bringing a higher level of yourself, you're more, more effort and intention because you, you feel like you wanna deliver value, so you're gonna level up, but the person that pays wants to get a good return on investment, so they're gonna level up as well, so think about that. The best, most attentive Elaine, not in halt, but she's focused, the best Brian, focused, the two of us working together can do incredible things. And that right there is the number one reason you should charge because it is true. What's obvious to you is magic to other people, but it's obvious to you because you spent time and money getting to a point where you were ready to share that wisdom. That is brilliant. Okay. You're hired. (laughs) (laughs) I want our listener to leave with one valuable nugget from you. Yep. I know my husband doesn't like that word nugget, but I'm going to go with nugget. nugget. <laughs> that was the name of my first car. Oh, good. I hope it was a beautiful nugget. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this gold GMC Jimmy. This is like just ugly SUV, but it was gold. So it was, I okay, it I got to have that image in my head now. Every single time I say the word nugget, <laughs> beautiful car for that. One tip if you could give yeah. to that listener who's struggling right now or who thinks there's, I, I, I need help and there's not anything I can do. Mm. But if there was one nugget for how she can increase her, her profit, I'm going to say yes. her profit yeah. in what she does, whatever service she's offering, whatever product she is selling, or even if she is not an entrepreneur and she is just a woman or a man listening right now, what is that one thing that they're going to stop listening and say, wow, this, thank you, Brian. What is that one? Again, no pressure here. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think, you know, there's an old proverb that says, teach us to number our days so we might gain a heart of wisdom. And I think that's it. It's, Pick, pick one number, pick one number. Maybe that's how many customers you had yesterday. That's your number, okay? How many was it? 15 or three, I had, I had three. And focus on what can I do to get that to four today? What can I do to get that just increased by one? What can, what can I do? Or maybe the number is your weight, you know? Write it down, write it down every day. Have a system every single day, you just write down your weight. What's going to happen is the reticular activating system, right? Your subconscious, your, your mind that pays attention while you're going about your day, it's going to pay attention. 
You know, maybe it's how much, how much water you drink every day. Okay. I drink seltzer water. So I drink about six cans of seltzer water a day. If I want to increase my water intake, if seltzer water counts, I don't know if it counts, but if it counts, then I write down the number six and, and then tomorrow my goal is just get it to one more, get it to seven. Maybe it's in your relationships. What's the one number you can measure? Maybe it's the time you woke up. I did this as a 30 day challenge. So what's the time I wake up? Cause I had a goal and I, and I just wrote it down. I'd wake up, I had a little journal next to my, my, next to my bed and I would write down the time. The first time I saw when I woke up, you train my brain to pay attention to what matters, right? What mm-hmm. you measure, what matters. And when you measure it, you hold it accountable, things start to change because it knows you're paying attention. So whatever that thing is for you where you're kind of stuck right now, um, what can you do? Maybe it's, maybe it's for me, one, one challenge I've done many, many times is thank you notes. How many thank you notes did I write yesterday? Zero. How many do I want to write today? I'll write one. Okay. Wow. And then the next day, how many thank you notes did I write yesterday? I wrote one. How many do I need to write today? Two. Just what's the one number that you can start tracking? Because once you start tracking it, then you start paying attention and, and what you start to see out in the world as you're going through your day is you start to see ideas, ideas of how to improve or how to decrease or how to increase that number. And that's where you start to see results over time. Wow. So many things you just said. Measure what matters. And, and that simple but not easy strategy right. of plus one. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is realistic. We can do this. We can do this. Right, people. We can do absolutely do this. Plus one. And, you know, I, I was going to ask you, hey, Ryan, you know, I'm focusing now on, on how to create better so we can be better and do better, whether it was with family, health, business or self. Yeah. And you touched on all of it. Like, I, I don't even need to, like, specify because. Brian, you, you have a gift and I, I feel very blessed to have come across your book and so incredibly honored, Thank you. unbelievably honored to have you on my podcast. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you with all my heart um, for how you've made changes in my life in, in appreciating and noticing everybody around me. And it does start with your people. So thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Listen, if you're listening right now and you have a question, send me a message on Instagram. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm Brian J. Dixon on Instagram. Just send me a message. It might take me a day or two to get back to you, but I will get back to you because I often think it's that one last number in the combination lock that you're so close to getting that thing unlocked to grow, but there's usually like one question you have. So feel free to message me over on Instagram. What's the one question you have? I'm happy to answer it. Elaine, I'm happy to serve your audience to help y'all move forward. I'm from the South, so we have to say y'all, right? Help (laughs) y'all move forward and grow your impact and your income online because your message matters and there are people that need you to be able to serve them, to help them grow. Absolutely. And thank you so much. And if you want to find Brian, please do check out my show notes where I will have more details on how you could reach him, his book, his, his website, all of it. And this awesome, awesome, incredible human being. So thank you, Brian Dixon. And, and thank you for listening today. We are so happy. Brian and I are just like so happy that you joined us today and, and that you took that time. And remember, it just starts by measuring what matters and starting with that plus one on that one number. I love it. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Brian. And I can't wait to have you on another time, maybe. But thank you. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to everybody soon. And please do check out our show notes to find out more information on Brian.